look great. You're doing good. You are fabulous. Yes, that's right. Welcome to the podcast for moms by this mama, keeping it raw, real, and unfiltered every Thursday. Let's get into Christian Mom Uncensored. Hey, beautiful people, mamas, soon-to-be mamas, wannabe mamas, lady friends, gentlemen friends, and anyone else listening to the podcast. I want to talk to you guys about so much today. As you know, for the past couple of weeks, I've been talking about an initiative or something that I am going to present to you all to to be able to join, to be able to um, experience um, some cool things with me. I'm going to save that for the end of the episode because I want to do that. <laughs> I just feel like that's good business, right? Um, but I want to also, of course, speak what is on my heart and speak about my experience with a lot of different things that's happened, including my intuitive healing session that I'll talk with you guys about, including just um, all the things. So let's get into all the things. So first things first, I'm the realist. I always say, I always say that whenever I say that because I'm cheesy. But um, I wanted to talk about some of the mom struggles that we faith that we faith uh, that we face and then I want to talk about faith because I did something I have never ever done and I don't know if you guys know this back when I first started the podcast I would listen back to every episode to make sure it was in order it made sense and that things flowed for me it's really like cringy to listen to myself speak and so I don't like to do it often But today, I went back and listened to episode one that is like, I don't know, two or three years old. And um, I was like crying listening to this episode because for you all who have either just joined this journey recently or been with me from the beginning, the podcast has kind of shifted over time. I'm still like raw. I'm still real. But I think when you listen to the podcast, you hear moments where I'm like, faith, faith, faith is everything. And I'm like standing on top of a mountain and I feel like my my faith is so strong. And then there's times where like, I'm a little, I'm a little shaky on that faith. Like I'm still going to stand on it, but I'm standing on it through tears and fears and doubts and all of that. But I specifically, specifically wanted to talk about mom struggles because my very first episode, I talked about mom struggles. I talked about some of the struggles you face in motherhood. And I feel like at that point, I was pregnant with Elliot. Mia was two. We lived in an apartment during COVID. So yeah, things are real. But I did not realize that, you know, this level of um motherhood this level it, it changes over time like you're you're the challenges you have as a first time mom are like really different than when you have kids who are a little bit older and mine are still like babies right like mine are still pretty much babies 
but it's different. It's different when you go from one to two and so on. And so let's talk about that. And then I want to share with you some really good faith stuff that is going on and we'll move from there. And I need to pause for a minute because I think these guys are about to like mow the lawn and, um, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> so I think that somebody is about to mow the lawn. <laughs> so I had to close the windows because I had them open. And so some of the things that you guys, and I've kind of talked about mom struggles every episode because we all have struggles. I feel like when you're a first time mom, there's like this expectation you put on yourself and you of course have expectations that kind of stick with you as you go through your motherhood journey. But like when you're a first time mom, like I remember the pressure for me to breastfeed was really, really, um, intense. And it felt like such a failure when I had to supplement, you know, and I know many moms who have dealt with the formula shortage or have chosen not to breastfeed and are shamed by it. And, things like that. And I feel like you never know anyone's journey. (laughs) I mean, like I tried. Um, And I think, you know, for me with Elliot, who is still breastfeeding, (laughs) um, it's it's interesting because I learned a lot from baby number one to baby number two. And like, I thought I had it all figured out. But you learn yourself, you learn your body, things change. I remember when I was a first time mom, some of my biggest... um, fears were like, am I going to do well? Like, you know what? You just figure it out as you go. Like when my baby is sick, I still stay up all night with them. I know that we're going to go get in the shower. I know like what is safe to use on a newborn. What isn't, or if anything is safe to use, I am that mom that puts breast milk on everything because it heals everything. Um, but aside from that, talking more about like the struggles, what happens is like you, at least this is my experience and it may be different for you because I know that some moms have a harder time connecting with their babies. Some moms have, um, some moms have like, they're, they just deal with postpartum depression. I've been blessed that I, um, only ever (laughs) had the baby blues and, but the baby blues hit me differently between the two times. Um, where with Mia, I was, so overjoyed to have her that I was just crying at how blessed I was. I was crying because I was married. I had a baby. Like, boom. With Elliot, it would get to be evening and he was colicky and I would sit on the couch and just cry. And I didn't know why I was crying. I couldn't pinpoint why I was crying. Um, but beyond those, those, those new mom stages, right, there's other challenges that come, like school decisions, homeschool, private school, public school. How many days do I send my kid to preschool sports? And I feel like during COVID times, and it's still like, you know, COVID times, it's very much like I want my child to be involved, but I want my child not to get sick. And so for me last year, my biggest priority was keeping Mia and Elliot healthy because Elliot was a baby really last year. Um, and Mia also is my baby. And so I had a hard time figuring out like what to do and how to make friends. And now that I'm more comfortable, you know, um, and we're not going to get into like child vaccines and things like that. Everyone has their own choices and my family's going to make the choices we think are good for us. And we're not going to speak too much on it because it's my kid's health and that's like their privacy kind of thing. But, 
um, I do feel more comfortable because I think that we'll survive. I mean, God forbid any of us got COVID. I would hope that we will be okay. I hope that our immune systems are strong enough. But anyway, the struggles that come later is like the life balancing struggle of I have all these things on my to-do list. I have a husband, I have a child, I have a passion uh, and I need to kind of figure out like how do I not look like a troll? How do I keep my house clean and organized? How do I um, spend time with my child you know, and and just have room for everything. And for me, time management has been the biggest area that you guys know I've been really focusing in on. And I think that having your schedule, and we'll talk about this more um, when I launch everything for you guys to join, because we're going to spend a lot more time on um, practical applications for your life, real, like live conversations, person to person, things like that. But, um, I feel like for me, it's important to put on the schedule what you can and when it makes sense, right? So like for me, if it makes sense that on Mondays, my husband is going to be home, I'm going to be home. What works best? on? I mean, I'm going to be away. I go to, to the office on Mondays. But my husband's home. So what do I need to do when I come home? On Mondays, my priority is going to be probably my children because I've been gone away all day. Now, on Tuesday, for instance, when I've kind of hung out with you all day, maybe I want to go to the gym. On Wednesday, maybe I need to reconnect with my husband because we haven't had one-on-one time since Sunday because it's a, it's the work week. Maybe on Wednesday, I designate time to spend with my husband. Maybe on Thursday, I go, this is the me day. And on Thursdays, before we get into the weekend mindset, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do the three things I need to do to fill my, fulfill my soul. I'm going to work out. I'm going to work on my passion and I'm going to do whatever. And then also, you guys know I live by the 10-minute rule. I haven't been using it quite as much as I used to, but I'm going to start using it again because it really does help a lot. If you can organize your life and then just spend 10 minutes every hour, 10 minutes every other hour, focusing on one area of the house to clean, it makes such a big difference. It really does. And so anyway, moving on, one, my biggest struggle in motherhood for sure is time management. When I had a newborn, it was a little bit different because on when I was not, one, I was on maternity leave. And so it was like, play with the baby, baby goes to sleep, play with Mia. Once I started working, it was like, oh no, how do I, you know, hold the baby, feed the baby, take care of the baby, make sure Mia's getting her the attention she needs. And I'm kind of facing that now where um, with my job, I think it's going to change a little bit in the next couple months. I think I'm in the thick of it for like this week, but I think it'll shift to a little bit. I'm praying a little bit easier, um, over the next like month or so. But right now it's like Mia goes to school and then there's Elliot. So what can I do with Elliot to give him one-on-one time and attention? Um, because a part of my job is to really be doing 
in the classroom. And so it is hard. And I am trying to think about what is the best position for me um, with my kids and also what it is I want to do moving forward. I don't know if I'm making any sense. But anyway, the struggles of motherhood. I'm losing intimacy with my husband because there's no time. I don't like the way I look because there's no time to take care of it. I, For instance, for me, my hairstylist moved away in February and I haven't been to a hair salon since. You don't know how big of a deal that is for me. You don't know. I look insane. Um, and so I just, I just DM this hairstylist. We'll see if she DMs me back. Um, that my friend sent me on Instagram and I could, and I think I call, I texted somebody, um, but I'm trying to see like who I'm going to go to and it's going to be whoever answers me because I need a, a new hairstylist and a whole new routine. Um, finding that, that yourself again, of course, is the hardest part of motherhood because we all kind of get wrapped up in the diapers, the clothes, the appointments. Is our kid happy? And I'll say that I really do believe a couple of different things. I believe that one-on-one undivided attention or that two-on-one, that that undivided attention where you're playing with your kids and you're not going to let anything interrupt that is so important. And And what has helped me do that in a really busy schedule is to, in my mind, pick the time I'm going to do that, let my child know when we're going to have this one-on-one time, and then set that timer for that time. So if it's going to be an hour, if it's going to be 45 minutes, if it's going to be an hour and a half, if it's going to be two hours, two hours is kind of long. If we're not like going to do an activity, but if we're just sitting and playing, um, two hours of Barbies, two hours straight of Barbies can be a lot, but actually it goes by pretty quickly. Um, so that you're giving your child that attention. And also you're allotting that in your schedule and not everyone has to do this. Some moms, I mean, we all have our different struggles. Some moms are good at just sitting and playing and not worrying about time. But if you're like me, I'm always multitasking. And everyone I've, people I've talked to lately have been like, but you are stressed, relax your shoulders. You're carrying a lot of stress. And, um, I'm going to save some of that stress talk for next week because I just need to figure out my life. But and I want to bring you guys some cool new stuff, too. But um, I. I feel like setting that timer of I'm going to play with you for an hour. That means I'm not getting up to check on dinner or start dinner. That means I'm not answering a phone call unless it's important. That means I am, you know, not doing any, I'm not cleaning. I'm not getting up to do run and do whatever real quickly. Because a lot of times we have like things come to our minds. Oh, I need to do that real quick. Oh, let me go do this real quick. Oh, we need, you know, whatever. We put on a grocery list. It can wait. This is your time. And I think that's good because I've realized that my, and I'm not sure if children have love languages. I think they do. Um, My child... I think all children need all love languages, right? They definitely, acts of service is your whole life. You're just doing everything for your kid all the time. Um, Quality time, I think, is so important to kids. That attention they get from you, knowing that you're not sitting on your phone playing with them. You're actively playing with them. Um, Of course, words of affirmation are important. and, And then, like, physical touch. My kids are touchy. 
they're little. Little kids are typically touchy. But I want my child to always know, come in and give me a hug. Like, you're always safe here. Like, I feel like some families don't hug when they see each other. And that's bizarre to me. Like, my family always, like, hugs. Well, COVID happened and things got awkward. But, like, with my close family, like, every time I see my dad, he's going to give me a hug. And I love that, that something that's really special about my dad that he probably doesn't know is that I think it's really special that, you know, if I walk through the door going into my parents' house, if he walks into my door coming into my house, if we are meeting at another family member's house, my dad is going to make sure he addresses me with a hug. And I think that's sweet because not every family member does that. Um, I think it's really special. And I just don't know why it's making me emotional, but my dad is really the greatest dad. He is the greatest dad in like somewhat unconventional. Like he's not the type of dad that's going to go fishing with you or he's not like the outdoorsy dad. He's for sure an indoors dad, but like he knows the answer probably to anything that I would have a question about. He, um, like his heart is just gold. But anyway, don't know why I'm telling you all about my dad, but it, it's really, um, yeah. And speaking of dads, I think it's so important for kids to have that relationship on one-on-one time with their dads. And I think that as moms, we feel guilty. This is my issue. I feel guilty leaving my kids alone with my husband. That's where they are right now. They are having movie night. We're playing or doing something with my husband. And I always feel guilty because I feel like I should be a part of this experience or I should be there or I'm not working. This is a, probably a working mom's issue. I'm not working, so you should have my attention because you can because it's free. And um, what I've been trying to tell myself, and this is for anyone who has like a husband, a partner, whatever, is that I have more one-on-one time during the week. Um, Some weeks it ends up being a little more like equal in terms of the one-on-one time we get with our kids. But ultimately, you know, I work from home Tuesday through Friday. He works from home twice a week. And so within that time span, And a lot of times he works later than I do. So within that time span, I I get up before everyone. I make breakfast. I, um, you know, as soon as work is done, we are doing a special bubble bath or we are going to the park or we are sitting down and playing or doing an activity. Like the time that I get with my kids is a lot. And I feel really guilty in moments like this where really I'm just laying in bed watching TV. And I feel like I feel guilty because I know that there's a hefty part of my day that I that is spent working where the kids have to play with each other. And that's not a bad thing because they do have like, there's this new thing called like sittervising. I don't know if you guys have seen this. And basically what it is, there's always a new thing when it comes to parenting, is instead of like interfering with your child's play and even instead of playing with them, you supervise them playing. And I don't know why they people are saying this is a new thing. Like, don't people already... Isn't this what most people are doing? I don't understand how this became a trend that's trending or whatever. But it's basically, you're sitting nearby. So like maybe you're in the living room, you're on the couch, they're playing on the floor. Or they're in their bedroom and you're sitting in the rocking chair. Or you're in your bedroom and you're watching them on the monitor. Or like you can see them from, your, from down the hall. And they're playing and you're not interfering. 
And people were saying, like, it's so good for kids because, you know, as parents, we're always trying to play, play, play. And this allows them to be creative and, you know, to be independent. And I'm like, my kids do that a lot already. Sittervising isn't a new thing. It's not that I'm like sitting and watching them play, though. I'm usually they're usually playing while I'm actively doing something like everyone's in the kitchen. They're playing and I'm cooking dinner. You know what I mean? Like I'm running around cleaning the living room and they're playing. I'm working and they're playing. So like for me, sittervising, I was like, what do you mean this is a, a thing? This is normal life. Like I have to intentionally sit down for like me playtime. I don't need to intentionally sit on my butt to watch them play. Like I feel like most parents do that. But maybe it's also different because I have multiples like I have two right now and so I they play with each other a lot like actually all the time they're just they're so cute they're so connected I freaking love how close I've had my kids because they're not too far apart but they both are at different stages where it's like Mia is a lot easier on some areas um and then there's Ellie, who still needs me. And so it's it's really cool. But yeah, so apparently sittervising is a new thing. The trend is to just sit on the couch and watch our kids play. If you feel like you always have to play with them, I guess it's, I think it would be really applicable for only children. Because what they say is like when kids play by themselves, they feel like less hindrance from their parents. You know how like, you know, you don't, don't, don't jump on the couch. So like their kids aren't going to jump on the couch, but maybe if they're by themselves, they're going to jump on the couch and they're going to build a fort and they're going to do whatever. And I try my best to let my kids, um, explore like that way. They love taking apart the cushions and playing and jumping and sliding and making a fort and making a neighborhood with our couch cushions. It's really insane. Um, and a lot of the time I'll let them do it. There are some times where I'm like, listen, someone's going to come over. Please don't destroy the whole living room with these couch cushions right now um oh and so there's that but yeah apparently that's the trend just sit and watch your kids play okay moving on um something that is really real for me is this feeling of being trapped sometimes And I want to talk a little bit about that trapped feeling. And then also some other, some other faith things that are going to come along with that and some other things that'll help with that. But the other day I had a very hard day at work. I wasn't feeling great and I have two little kids and I had to get me into school. I had to put Elliot down for a nap. And here's been our biggest challenge with this school year. Let me tell you what the biggest challenge has been. For some reason, for the past month, my child has not been sleeping. Elliot, my two-year-old, uh, my almost, well, he's basically, he'll be two next month, um, has not been sleeping. And when I say he hasn't been sleeping, I mean all night long, every two hours, he's up. And I'm like, you are not a newborn. You are not a baby. Why are you waking up? And so, like, obviously, it's like, right, let's adjust no screen time before bed. Let's do a a bedtime routine and, like, let's establish some really good things. And I think I'm going to change our routine, too, and I'll document it to show, like, our nighttime routine. That'll really help us um, and help him transition to bedtime because I think what happens is 
he comes and lays in bed with me and then Mia goes and lays on her bed and he thinks she's going away and playing or something. And so when she leaves the room, he's crying, thinking, well, I want to go play with my sister. And he, like, no, she's going to sleep too. So maybe if we could do the routine, tuck Mia into bed, and then I put him in bed, that might be like a transition where he'll see, oh, it's bedtime. But the other thing he does is really funny, is he'll lay in bed and pretend to snore and pretend he's sleeping. And I'm like, I see you. Like, you're not, and then he'll pop up and laugh. Like, he's so silly. But okay, this feeling of being trapped motherhood is a beautiful thing it is the most amazing experience i have had i am i'm so blessed to have my kids to have them healthy to have them safe to have a roof over their head and clothes on their backs and foods in their belly every day i laugh because they're funny and they're smart and they'd say the funniest things and Elliot is starting to talk and it's hilarious. And even Mia still says words wrong because she's four and it's so much fun. Little kids are so much fun, right? But there can be this feeling of being trapped, right? For your stay-at-home moms, you know that day in and day out, your duty is to take care of your home, your house, your family, your kids. You wake up, And that's what you do every single day. For us working moms, it is wake up, get the kids ready, get the kids out the door, get to work, plug in your hours, get off, cook dinner, rinse, repeat, spend time together, you know, pray you're spending enough time together, rinse, repeat. And it becomes, there there comes a point, and at least it's been like this for me, and maybe this sounds familiar from what I've talked about in previous, 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 previous episodes. It gets to the point where I'm trapped in this routine of motherhood. And yet I believe in routine. I believe in schedules. I believe in planners, y'all. You should know this about me. I love a planner. However, when your day-to-day life consists of the same hurdles and struggles and monotony, that trapped feeling in your soul kind of chokes you. And so the other day I was in my kitchen and it was a hard day, especially hits you on the hard days. And I had like Mia was melting down and Elliot was melting down. So then I was melting down and I was like tired from work. Like I was had a headache. I wasn't feeling great and all these different things. And I was like, is my whole life going to be me struggling to get work done while struggling to make sure my kids are taken care of and they're emotionally happy and I'm giving them enough attention while struggling to make sure the house stays clean and struggling to figure out what I'm making for dinner every day? Is this my life forever? Am I always going to have to wake up an hour before everyone and do all of these things no one says thank you and here's my husband's clothes and here's his glasses and here's my kids outfits and do they have everything for school and like some of that yeah for many many years is going to be a part of my life but that trapped feeling of this is all I am this is all that I have this is all and so I'm on the floor crying like God God I cannot do this every day for the rest of my life. I cannot, this cannot be what my life sums up to be. Again, completely grateful for my kids. 
That has nothing to do with it. Completely love being with them every day. But you know that monotony of like, you get up, you do this, you do this, and it's work, 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 work. And even if it's like spending time with your kids at home as a stay-at-home mom, it's still work. Like, I have to get you up and get you dressed and feed you breakfast and take you to the park and make sure you have friends and like, make sure you're clean and then like, make sure you're growing and do all these things. And when that's your only focus, you lose that you part of you, right? Because before I had kids, Brittany was a person. Before you had kids, you're a person. If you haven't had kids yet, you're a person. I encourage you to explore that person and hold on to that person as you do have kids. Um, You for sure change after kids and there's new parts of you that are really cool and really amazing to discover. But motherhood isn't your only identity. And so anyway, um, that trapped feeling, that I'm like choking feeling was really real for me. And I think that as moms, it becomes very hard to hold on to any ounce of who we are. And for moms that that carry a lot of guilt about like spending time with your kids and things like that and, and really pouring into your kids, um, getting moments alone or time to be you is, is hard and it's rare. Um, I know going out with my friends is so good for my soul, but it's very hard for me to walk out that door. Once I'm out, I'm happy. In fact, good luck getting me to come home on time. Asked my husband. He's like, can you just please be home before midnight this time? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, I'll be home before midnight. And I'm not home till 2 a.m. Because I'm chatting and I'm like feeling, you know, the me part that needs to be filled. When I'm with my friends, I'm not a mom. I am glitzy, glamorous, clumsy, goofy Brittany. And I don't have to be this put together mom. Um, I get to be the hot mess expressive who I am. And so um, I think that what we don't say enough is that, hey, mom, motherhood is lonely. Hey, as motherhoods, we need, we need a space. We need a community. We need a, a tribe, a village, a squad. Because when we do it all alone, and we're doing the same thing day in, day out, we're not working for anything that fuels our soul, we kind of just, the light in our eyes dims. Like we can love our kids with all that is within us, but what about us? And so you all know, I've been focusing on the me part for a while, um, still giving so much into my kids, but one of my biggest um, desires is to, the dreams that I have to come into fruition. Like we all have dreams, And you know how maybe you have a dream and it kind of sits in the back of your mind and, you know, like, or you think, you know, wouldn't it be cool if I did like, wouldn't it be cool if I, you know, started a logo company? Wouldn't it be cool if I started a baby wearing clothing line? Wouldn't it be cool if I started a cookbook? Whatever you're passionate about, wouldn't it be cool if I did nail design? Whatever you like. And it sits in the back of your head and sits in the back of your head and, You go through life and then sometimes you think about it. I really believe that we're all put on this earth with talents, with passions, with dreams, and we're meant to fulfill them. And so many of us don't because life is hard. The day-to-day life struggle is hard. There's no time. But I think when you look closely at your daily life and where you're spending your time, you'll find some time. For me, let me tell you where I found my time in a schedule that feels insane to me. I have found it in the middle of the night 
when I can't fall back asleep after being up with Elliot for the third time. I have found it when my alarm hasn't gone off yet and I thought it was about to go off, but it's really an hour before. I found it there. I have found it in the 45 minutes before I go to bed instead of scrolling TikTok. In some days, you can say today is my TikTok day and you scroll on a day. And you could say, on these days, I'm going to focus on whatever my dream is. I find it there. I have found it on the weekends when my husband says, I'll take the kids, you need a break. There is time in your days more than you think. On my lunch breaks at work, 45 minutes uninterrupted when I'm in the office. Do you know how much work I can put into what I'm creating in those 45 minutes? During my children's nap times, they are not synced up and it's the worst thing in the world and I'm working on it. But when Ellie gets asleep and Mia's having quiet time, all right, Mia, here, why don't you sit and do this activity book? You're going to color. I'm going to have you do this shape sorter thing. And I'm going to spend the next 30 minutes working on my thing. There's more time than you think. It's just really looking at the time. And I'll tell you, there are some days where the time that you normally have doesn't exist. Let me just remind you that too. Because we see, we hear a lot of motivational speakers say like, we all have the same 24 hours. No, we don't. No, we don't. If, if Susie Bean has a nanny and she stays at home. When Susie wakes up, she takes care of her kid. Her nanny comes in at nine and Susie goes to do yoga and do whatever she wants. Susie has a whole lot of time to write her book and to play with her recipes. But for, you know, Jana, who is a single mom who's working and is getting up at 5 a.m., getting her kids on the bus to school, clocking into her shift, picking up her kids from daycare, going straight to soccer practice, coming home, making sure everyone is fed and bathed and homework is checked. Well, I think, I don't think they have the same 24 hours, but we have to use our 24 hours. On Saturdays, Jana might not have to work. So on Saturdays, sleeping in feels really, really good. But maybe, you know, every other Saturday, you're going to get up at 5 a.m. anyway, and you're going to work on your dream. Maybe when Jana's on her lunch break at work, she can sit down and she can lay out her designs for her logo company. We have time in our schedule. Just some of us have more time than others, and we have to utilize it. So again, I'll show you guys um, a place where we're going to talk about that some more. Um, But I just feel like if you feel if you've ever like been in the closet crying or in the kitchen crying or in your bathroom crying because you're tired, you want to be alone, you're touched out, you don't know who you are, you feel ugly cuz you know that happens. You haven't gotten to do anything beautiful for yourself. I'm sitting here like dreaming of getting my hair done next weekend. I'm going to just go and have a bl- and get a blowout. Like someone just straighten my hair for me, please. Um let's see what happens because I'm sure it's all jacked up. But there's more than being trapped. You don't have to be trapped in the routine. And I think we can move beyond it. And one of my biggest things in my, you know, I've been telling myself is I want my kids as much as I would love to be handed the keys to the kingdom. Like someone give me a million dollars. If you just, if I won the lottery, right? 
I would have the freedom to what? Quit my job, pour into my kids and work on my business because that's what I would do. I'm not vacationing. I mean, we're going to go to Disney, but like I'm not vacationing all over the world. And maybe I am sometimes, but I'm spending a lot of time pouring into my business. I'm investing in my business. My husband would do the same for himself. That's exactly what we would do with million dollars. So if you want to gift it to me, that would be really appreciated. Thanks. You can cash at me. Not sure if it allows more than like however many thousand dollars. I'll take however much you can send me. Um, just, you know, send me a DM. I'll send you my link. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But there's also something really awesome about working for it. I know this, this probably sounds like, oh, that's what poor people say, but in just seeing it happen and showing your kids, like I created you out of nothing. Well, me and your dad did and God, I can create this business out of something. God breathed life into us breathed life into us. We need to breathe life into our passions and don't be afraid to just do it. It takes guts to like, Hey, I I make t-shirts that are funny. They have funny mom sayings. Want to buy them? Hey, go to a mom group. I make funny t-shirts. Would you guys want to check this out? Hey, and slowly you build a business. And so not to get all businessy motivational, but I just wanted to speak to the mamas who have cried in the corner, cried in the closet and thought, is this all that I am? Is this all that I have? Is this all I will ever be? The answer is no. There's time to figure out what you are, what you want to do. And for many of us, we already have a hint. Like think about like, what did you love to do when you were young, when you were younger? I used to love to sing and play the guitar and I sing and play the guitar for my kids. That's beautiful, but maybe, maybe you could be doing something more with that. Okay, moving on. So I um, don't know what you guys have been doing in terms of taking care of your spiritual, yourself, your soul. Um, If you do something for yourself, I have kind of used to um, get on and listen to these five minute daily devotionals. Um, You can find them. It's actually a specific podcast. I really like the the woman who does it. Um, it's on Spotify. I'm sure it's on Apple. I just listen to all my stuff on Spotify because that's like what I had before I had an iPhone and I just kept going with it. But um, I think it's important to set your mind frame for the day. And I realize this because I am the type of person who gets up and when my feet hit the ground, I don't stop moving until I'm climbing back into bed at the end of the day. Um, because the tasks of motherhood and adulthood are just many and, you know, freak, you know, many and it never ends. And so what I, what I decided to do in the five minute devotionals are good. Um, if you can read a devotional, that's good. My mom's really, uh, my mom's really cute. She will text me a devotional every morning to read as well. And I'll read whatever she sends me, but I've recently started, or I should say today I started listening to Joyce Meyer in the morning. It's about, she has this whole segment. It's like enjoying your everyday life, um, in a podcast format and it's her her teaching. And then afterwards she does like a sit down conversation. Um, I believe that this used to be like live on TV and stuff early in the morning and it might even still be. And so I would, what I've been doing is, you know, spending like that 28 minutes to, listen and kind of get my reality check that I need. 
Um, because sometimes as, as Christians or as people on a faith journey, we can get kind of bratty. Like, God, I don't feel you. God, I don't see you. God, you left me. And God's doing a lot of work. And it sometimes it reminds me of motherhood where it's like, you know, I've cleaned the house five times. I've cooked home-cooked meals every day this week. Like, I have made sure you have, like, warm, comfy, cozy clothes, and your bed is nice and fresh, and I've done all these things for you. And your child goes, Mom, you're not playing with me. Mom, you forgot to pack my string cheese. And you're like, I cut your fruit into stars. I am sorry I forgot your string cheese. Um... And it's like that little like thing that you're in your child's like, you know, whining about something when you've done everything else. I feel like sometimes that's how God feels when he's like, I am doing everything, even when you can't see it. Because I don't think our kids really see, you know, and acknowledge, especially when they're little before they have real big chores of their own, you know. My mom made sure that everyone had their favorite snacks and that we all went to our dentist appointments um, this month and that we all, you know, got registered for our school and our sport and have the right clothes. Like my mom did all these things. They don't think about that. They just know, yay, mom's taking me to soccer. Not thinking about the back end work of, okay, what day are we signing up for soccer? What time are we signing up for soccer? What do we need to bring for soccer? Oh, we need to pay for soccer. Like all those other things that go into it. And sometimes I feel like God, we act like we are, you know, we are God's children. So we kind of act the same way, Um, especially when things aren't moving fast enough. And so I was listening to a message this morning and Joyce was talking about how um, how she's at the point in her life. And, you know, she's, she's, she's an old lady now. Um, still fabulous as I don't know what, but she's, she's an older lady now. And, um, how, you know, she's, she's gotten to the point where she doesn't have to like necessarily feel God or, or like see God to know that God's moving because she's lived life. And so there's times where, you know, just because I'm not like shouting at you every day, doesn't mean I'm not right here. Maybe I'm busy making a way for you. And I feel like in my journey since the podcast has started to now, um, my biggest thing has been, I'm trying to move out of the position I'm in and move into a fulfilling position in my life. And there's all of these little baby steps I've done in the past three years because it really started when my daughter was one or two. Um, she's four now. So in the past like three years, there's all these little things I did. I sat on my podcast for a year. The first year of Mia's life, I thought I should have a mom podcast. And I thought about it and I thought about it and I thought about it. And then one day I just did it. And then there's other areas in my life where there's, I have all these ideas and I've sat on them and I've thought about it. And now it's time to move. Um, And I think that when you're on a longer journey to accomplish something, it is hard. It's like, you know, we live in a world with Amazon Prime. We get next day delivery. We get same day delivery. We don't really have to wait for anything. And as a result, we're kind of spoiled and we expect in our lives for things to just happen when we want it to happen. Like, let's say you want to get married and your partner hasn't proposed yet. Well, maybe that's on the journey. One, you have to have that conversation. Um, but then let him work it out in his time. And let like, I'm sure, like, if you guys have had this talk and he's not a jerk and he's not, like, stringing you along, he'll do it. Um, and when it's your time, it'll be a beautiful, magical time and you'll have an amazing wedding and whatever you want your wedding to be. Um, 
I was engaged for three years because we were young and we had to like save to have a wedding. Um, I got engaged when I was like 20 years old or something like that or 21 years old. And so I I was a baby and I, I should have been engaged for those years because in that time we faced obstacles together. Um, we changed as people a little bit and we of course did premarital counseling and I have a whole bunch of tips on like if you are somebody or you know somebody who is considering getting married and um, just like the things that you should definitely talk about I'm sure you could think of some things but there were there are areas I didn't realize until we did premarital counseling so beyond the do you want to have kids when do you want to have kids how many kids do you want to have because those are good conversations to have and keep in mind but you might have one baby and, and be like I'm done and you thought you wanted four or you may have thought you wanted one and you end up wanting more and so people change and so really learning how to um, move and flow with the changes and work through differences is a little bit more important than knowing, you know, I really think this is what my, I want my life to be like because life changes so often. But I just wanted to encourage you if you've been on a long journey, and I think I did this last podcast too, um, don't lose you know, side of fate and keep moving. I think about Oprah Winfrey. I think about Steve Jobs. I think about um, Tina Fey, who were maybe not like 19 and successful, you know what I mean? But made it from hard work. And um, just because you don't become an overnight sensation in the field of your choosing doesn't mean, or overnight success doesn't mean it's not coming. Um, And if you don't know what you want to do, I do have... I'm, I'm, again, I'm sharing everything at the end of this episode. I'm not launching that workshop right now, but I am going to you know, bring a workshop where moms can kind of help find areas where they like and they thrive. Um, for instance, if you're somebody who loves to, to join a PTA and loves to run a bake sale, there's, there's ways to kind of figure out what you love to do based off of the things you do. And if you're somebody who hates those things, there's ways to figure out what you like to do as well. Um, that's not something I'm ready to launch with you guys right now. I have other things I'm launching um, that I'll share with you guys at the end of this episode. But um, per- perhaps in the new year, I'll be ready to launch something like that if there's enough interest. Um, we'll see how this first thing goes. Uh, it really is going to have to be um, interest driven. You know, if at least five people want it, it'll be done. But, you know, if I get no response, then. I'm not going to do it by myself. I mean, I could. Um, so, you know, we fall down seven times, stand up eight, because humans are resilient. Uh, I just wanted to encourage you and continue to encourage you that, you know, all things work together for good, even when it doesn't feel like it. I remember when I was pregnant with Elliot and my plan was to stay at home and Ethan lost his job and he didn't work for two months. And, you know, I was like six months pregnant having, you know, twice a week appointments at the hospital. Um, and really like, God, why would you do this to me? And then he ended up getting a new job. And in that new job, he got paid more. He was able to work from home for a year. He was home with me and Elliot for a year working from home. And not only that, and Mia, of course, and not only that, he got six weeks of paternity leave that he could use any time in that first year. We went to Disney. 
because he had the leave and they couldn't deny it because it's paternity leave. Um, we, I, he was able to just like, you know what, I'm going to take a week off and help you. I'm going to take the next three days off and help you. Um, and so it was a blessing that I didn't see coming from a really terrible situation where I remember I was like, in that mode, I, I commend myself on my faith because at that time I looked at him and I said, we got this, it's fine. I panicked for five seconds and I feel like give yourself five seconds of panic and then turn it over and go live in peace. And I got in the shower, I got my knees. I don't know why I was in the shower. I guess I was just in the shower and I prayed. And then when I was done, I said, it is done. And I stood up and I sent him job applications and I was like, we'll figure it out. And God worked. And so even when bad happens, just believe in the bounce back. We've all got the bounce back. Something I wanted to add as just like a friendly reminder, um, and then I'll talk about some things I'm bringing to you guys. So I'm so excited because I want to connect with you guys all. Um, more personally, I'm bad at posting on Instagram because I don't always feel cute. And it's like, I don't want to post when I look like a troll, but maybe that's what I need to do because that's what this podcast is about. But be careful who you spill your tea to. I know I spill it to y'all, but I trust y'all. And be careful who you spill your tea to and be careful what you say about the people you love. Um, Having a friend that you can confide in and can like talk to when you're frustrated with your husband or your partner is important, right? I think it's important because sometimes you need like perspective of, you know what, maybe I was being a little bit of a brat and maybe I, you know, handled the situation wrong. And there's times where like, I'm a woman, right? So my hormones get the best of me. The sleep exhaustion gets the best of me. And not for nothing, I'm one of the hardest working people I know. And so when I've been up every two hours with Elliot, still up at 6 a.m. so that everyone can have you know, breakfast ready on time. My husband has his outfit for work. Um, Me is packed and ready for school. Then at the end of the day, if you didn't take out the trash when I asked you to, I may snap because I just did so much work and I asked so little of you. But I digress. Um, I don't know why I'm out of breath. Just leave me alone. Um, But it's because I'm congested, so I feel like I can't taking as much air but anyway um whenever you complain to like your parents your dad um your sister about your spouse when you have a fight they don't forget what they said what your spouse said during the fight or that time you were crying on their couch they remember all of that and so in a way, they negatively look at your partner because of this experience you've had. Whereas for you, you have a fight. If like you're in a happy, normal functioning relationship, you have a fight. It's probably over something stupid. It was misunderstanding, bad communication. And you talk about it. You were frustrated. You got some sleep. This is my biggest thing. I finally got some sleep. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm ridiculous. I was exhausted. I should not have snapped at you. And he's usually like, yeah, I should have done whatever you asked me to do. And we move on. But the people you tell about those experiences hold on to that negative 
kind of mindset or connotation or whatever bad thing that happened and it stays with them. The other thing is I went to my intuitive healing session and I don't want to share too much with you all about it because it really was for me. But what I will say is it was a really good experience where, and if you ever get a chance to go to one of these, um, go. It's, she's, a, she's a Christian lady, so let me just, it wasn't woo-woo, it wasn't crazy. But I, I went and basically talked about, you go in and you give like an area that you're trying to work on, an area you need to heal, an area you need to grow. And so I gave her mine, and we really talked through some of the things I've talked about on this podcast specifically like career stuff and and changing stuff and things like that not getting too specific and um that growth and how to grow and different things like that and it was really good because um we like re-solidified like I'm capable of doing what I want to do I need to do what I'm called to do like don't think that don't sleep on your calling like just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it what it won't keep working and so it was a really good session um talked read you know some bible verses and talked about those as well um and so it was really good for me what I was going to say from that is that sometimes when you want to make a life change sometimes when you have a big dream sometimes when you want to do something differently there will be naysayers I don't want to have a wedding. I think I just want to go on a two-week honeymoon and save money for our new house. Oh, you have to have a wedding. What about Pop Pop? He wants to walk you down the aisle and he's been waiting. He's still alive because he's been waiting to see you get married. Oh, no, no, no. I'll do a small ceremony. He can be there, but I'm really going to spend my money on their honeymoon. Do what you want to do. It is your life. You live this life. And for the people pleasers, and I'm a big people pleaser and I hate this about me for the people pleasers when you are lying on your deathbed and I always think about this I'm not gonna think did Susie like the house I bought is Susie mad that I changed careers is I'm gonna think like did I live and did I live 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 because it goes by like that And so one thing you need to do when you have a dream, a goal, a lifestyle change, a career, I have learned to keep everything I want to do on the DL. And I feel like I'll show you instead of tell you when I'm doing something different. You'll be like, don't you do blah, blah, blah. No, I actually do this instead. Or don't you live blah, blah, blah. No, actually, I'm vegan. Or don't, I'm not vegan. First of all, don't come for me if you are vegan. I am not, but I'm just saying, like, whatever the scenario is, like, live your life a little bit under wraps. Because in a, I had to remind myself that because I have a podcast and I have beans I want to spill, but I can't spill the beans. Maybe I'll spill them next week. Ah, oh, I'll spill beans soon. I spill beans every week, but I've got more beans that I'm trying to grow. And so I got to, like, make sure my beans are good before I tell you guys about the beans. What does that mean? It just means I don't want to say things are going to happen and they don't. I want to make sure everything is solidified before I tell you guys stuff. That's all. I just don't want to put my foot in my mouth. And so all I'm trying to say is that if you have a passion in your dream, know the people that will support it. My mom 
is the best mom. Okay. I learned how to be the best mom from my best mom because she will be like, pray on it. I believe God can work in your life. Move when God says to move. That's always her advice. She's like, if God is telling you to do it, it can't be wrong. Now, if God is not, Britt, rethink your life. Like, what are you doing? And she has been, there's been times where she hasn't agreed with me and I've always been respectful and I've always been able to be like, mom, I think I want to do this or I hear what you're saying, but I'm going to do this. When I moved in with my husband before I was married, um, we were engaged. She was like, I think you should wait till you're married. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Worked out great for us. Maybe it wasn't the right thing to do in the eyes of the law, the biblical law, um, but whatever. So anyway, just know the people. Like my best friend is somebody who I could say, oh my gosh, brand, 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 brand. I have this idea and I want to do this and I want to be this and I want to go here and I want to do this and I'm going to do this. And she'll be like, yes, yes. Okay, do it then. You need one person in your life that's like that. And then don't tell anyone else anything because the naysayers will get to your head. And when you're working on either improving yourself, losing 150 pounds, starting a business um, while being a mom, which is what a lot of us mamas do, right? Um, Whatever it is, writing a book, uh, moving to a new country, whatever it is you want to do, you're going to hear so many people tell you all the time why you can't do certain things. Living in a trailer for a year to save up for a house. Do you, it's your life. If you can live, if I had one child, I would actually do that. I have two and they are crazy. I am not living in a trailer with my children. Maybe one day on a road trip, but not with a two-year-old. So reminder, Go for what you desire to go for. Do whatever sets your soul on fire. But be careful who you share your dream with because there are dream stealers. And so many people are like, you know what? I'm going to take up ballet. But you're 30. You've never done ballet. What do you mean you're going to take up ballet? Well, when I was a little girl, I was obsessed with this one ballet show, and I always wanted to try it, but I, my, my mom never signed me up, and now I'm just, like, trying to figure out a hobby. I'm going to try ballet. You know, ballerinas are super skinny and tall, and you are short, and, you know, you've had kids. Just go take the ballet class. Like, who said you can't be a 35-year-old ballerina, a 55-year-old ballerina, a 95-year-old ballerina? I know people who took up gymnastics, now it's hard, in their late 30s and are killing it. Take up martial art. But, but what? Do you boo? Like, but what? Honestly, anything. I want to learn about molecular molecules. I don't know. Molecular gastronomy. That's something. I don't know what it is, but I know it's something. I've heard it before. Cool. I'm interested in marine biology. This is me. I would love to just talk to a marine biologist and play in the aquarium. I would I will do it for free. I love the sea. I'm terrified of the sea. Like I'll get in it. But like the depth and the darkness. Fascinated. I will watch every deep sea documentary. Am I gonna go deep sea diving? Um I don't know if I have the guts. I will go regular diving, like, you know, scuba. I'll snorkel. 
I'm a snore. I can snorkel, but I don't know if I'm deep sea diving into the dark and the cold where there's pressure and there's like things that look like aliens and they're going to bite me and it's going to be crazy and I'm going to die. So I don't know if I'm doing all that. But regardless, the point is don't let people crush your dreams. And sometimes you're, the, pe- the dream crushers are your best friends is your mom, is your grandma, is your husband. And there's areas where they can amp you up and they can fulfill other areas of your life. But there's still some things you just don't need to say. And I know my husband, he's so practical. He's so practical. And that's good because if you if you know me, I'm dreamy, I'm flighty. I'm like, I believe that I could be a princess. He's like, how? I don't know. I'm gonna go conquer some land. Isn't that kind of wrong? No, because I'm a good princess, so it's going to be like, I conquered the land, but y'all still do you. I just want to be princess of the land. Like, he will say no. And yes, I don't, I'm not going to do that. That's terrible. Like, that is absolutely terrible. I would never, ever do that. But that doesn't mean I won't apply to be a princess. Like, if there's an application, I might put it in. I might, like, legally add that to my name. Like, whatever it is. Um, That's a bad idea. And I'm getting super distracted. But the point is, like, just know. If I told my husband, hey, babe, I'm going to go ride a motorcycle. That's dangerous. I'm not going to ride a motorcycle. I am going to go learn how to ride horses. And this is something I actually want to do. He may say to me, you don't have time. Why? What is the point? And I'm going to say, because horses are pretty. And I always wanted to be in the saddle club. Don't know if you guys ever saw that show. And so I'm going to go do it. I'm not going to tell him. I'm just going to buy my riding boots and sign up for private lessons and go. Sometimes you need to just give yourself permission and not check with other people. Okay, so I'm not even going to lie. This episode's going to be long. But some back-to-school things to remember. If your kid is sick, do not send them. Do not send them. Mia had a runny nose and not even really a cough. Like, she coughed a few times. (laughs) It wasn't like she was coughing all day. And guess what she did? She did not go to school. Why? Because she could have been, the next day she was better, so she went to school the next day. But I didn't know what was going to happen. I wasn't sure if the next day she was going to wake up with a fever, and then all of a sudden, that whole day she was contagious. So just be mindful of other people. And you don't know what other people, like thankfully I have two healthy, healthy kids. For the most part, besides like school germs, they're doing pretty good. But you never know if somebody has an underlying health condition or um, is in a situation where like if they get sick, it's not just a cold. And so I know that we can't avoid the back to school germs. Like we all as parents just are aware of it. But just be mindful, you know, if your kid is sick, just do not send them to school and that kids are going to be tired these first couple of weeks I don't know about y'all but my Mia I was gonna say my me my child yeah my Mia my my daughter she is exhausted I don't know why I said it like <laughs> exhausted <laughs> she's exhausted the first couple of days of school like came home passed out on the floor and there's like these funny memes going around about like kids the first week of school it's an adjustment, and she's only going half day, so I can only imagine next year. But they're, like, getting up early. They're not just getting up and, like, lounging. They're getting up, getting dressed, and learning and being active, and then, you know, so it's a lot. Be 
be gracious with your kids as they go back to school. And I'm sure you're, I don't know about you parents, but like, I'm tired. So like, if I'm tired, I know she's tired. So we all just need afternoon naps. Um, so just be mindful. And then also, I'm, I, this is late to the game, but people were talking about this back to school necklace. Um, and they were really referring it. It was for high school students. It was, they're talking about how it really referred to like a noose around their neck and how they were feeling like depressed or anxious. And so if you hear that kind of language, just talk to your kids um, and just be aware. I, I know that as teenagers become teenagers, they become distant. They don't necessarily want to talk to you. You have their own friends. I think, I like to think I'm not, like I'm young. I was just a teenager, but like I'm about to be 30, so maybe not. But <laughs> I remember... And what I think would work best for me and what might work is if you're really honest about with your kids about struggles you've had, like, hey, you know, I was depressed at one time. I, this is me. I had an eating disorder at one time. I was suicidal one time. I had an anxiety one time. So that if you are having that conversation with your kid, if they are struggling with someone or if your best friend went through something, if you can find, they might feel more comfortable opening up to you. So that is what I wanted to say about that. But yeah, just make sure you are having conversations with your kids. They get awkward and you might have to be that annoying mom, but I want my kid to be like, I'd rather my kid be like, my mom is always in my face. She's so far up my butt than to say, yeah, my mom, we don't really talk. So that's just something for teenagers. And I know it gets hard and they get distant. And also just remember with teenagers too, because I can see how this could be difficult. And I hope that when I have a teenager, I remember this in the next, you know, in 10 years from now when I have a teenager, that some of the phases and stages you go through in your youth do not last and some do. So if you're all of a sudden like, oh my gosh, my child is dressing like this crazy thing. And as long as they're not being like inappropriate, you know, like dress appropriately, but she's going through this weird phase and she wants to dye her hair all these different colors and she's going like let them do what they're going to do because that's what you want it to do it's not going to hurt anybody they will eventually figure out that they look crazy and get themselves together so i just wanted to say that too i think sometimes you're like the biggest clashes with um the biggest clashes with parents and um, teenagers is like, mom, you're not going to let me dye my hair pink. And you're like, no, it's going to ruin your hair. Let her find out. Like, if you really want to, you have to take care of it. And this is what will happen. Um, you know, some things are like, hey, I warned you. Hey, you got to learn. Hey. And um, that is what I will say about that. Teenagers are hard, but it's because they feel like no one understands what I'm going through. And it's like, you're not going through that much, just hormones, relax. But to them, everything feels like the end of the world. So just try to be supportive. Oh, you had a bad day. You're like, Ashley hasn't texted me in three days. My life is over. Do you want pancakes for dinner? I'm sorry that happened. And a lot of times they'll be like, mom, just leave me alone. And then they'll be like, but yeah, can we have pancakes for dinner? Just like continue to be there for your kids. Okay, so finally I can tell you guys what I have been working 
on. So I have created different tools that are kind of helping me, one in my relationship, one in my faith life with my children, and um, also just like organizing my life in my home as things get more and more, you know, chaotic. Um, And so I want to be able to share with you guys on a more intimate, personal level. I know that I am pretty open on the podcast, but I wanted a place for us to connect. I've had different mamas message me, um, and I'm so thankful for you guys because you keep the podcast alive. Literally, it's just me and a mic, and sometimes I wonder if people are listening and if I'm helpful, and so those messages are super encouraging, and they just help me to continue to to do the podcast on days where I'm like, I don't need to talk to these people. Nobody cares, Um, so that's helpful, but moving on. I created two places for us to connect, and from those two places, you'll be able to get more information about different um, events and things that I'll be doing um, with you guys, as well as meetups um, and meet and greets. I would love to, the podcast isn't quite big enough for me to take it on the road, but I am all for joining a, a, a retreat or um, a conference. And so I'm working on connecting with other creators to in other mamas and other people who are into like wellness and being to do some conferences and stuff um, more so next year. But as we finish out this year, I do want a place for us to connect. And so if you guys know, when I first started the podcast, I had a Facebook group um, and it just is not the group anymore. I'm going to say, I'm just going to say it like that. Some of you, the members from that group are, are still are friends with me and still are amazing. I'm still like so happy you're here. There's just a few things that just haven't worked out with that group. And so I wanted to create a new place for us. And so if you go onto Facebook, it's called the mom space. It's going to be a place for us to all connect and there we'll be able to, you know, if you have a follow up from, a podcast topic. Maybe you want to like add your two cents in. It's a great place to do it there. Um, if you want advice or if you need like someone like a prayer request or you're just looking for some girlfriends, we're going to do like some virtual events where we can all like see each other's faces and talk face to face, um, as well as some live events for people in my area. Um, I say live events. I mean like in-person events for people in my area. And of course, I would love to go to everyone's area, but it's just a one woman show. So it's called the mom space. I'm going to be posting the link on my Instagram. If you're not following at Christian mom uncensored, make sure you do that. I'll try to post it. Um, I'll post like check out this episode or something for this week, or I'll post the mom space and there you'll be able to get the information um, for the Facebook group. So the point of the Facebook group is for us to connect. I'll be able to like, encourage you guys weekly and daily with devotionals and um just you know it's going to be a different place where if you want to pop on and say hey mamas i'm having a rough morning even if you wanted to get on camera you can and we can like encourage each other that way so it's going to be really fun the other thing is that the mom space also has a clubhouse has a club on clubhouse so if you don't know what clubhouse is it's a really cool app um it's free to download and it's free to join. So we do have a mom space there. And basically, if you've ever been in a peanut app pod, it's like that. And if you haven't, essentially, anybody can join our clubhouse. I can kick them out if I have to. Um, it's, again, the mom space. And I'll, you know, 
put the link and you can kind of I'll schedule meetings and rooms with different topics and we can all kind of hop on. It's not where we'll show our faces. It's just voice. So it's kind of like a podcast and, but it's kind of, it's live. So it's like a live meeting, but no cameras or anything. And so I'll be able to say this week, we're talking about intimacy after kids and this is the time and place to join and we'll do that. And so that's another place that we will be, um, Meeting, the difference is like with our Facebook group, you can hop on like every single day, um, post whatever, see whatever is going on, and I'll be posting information there. With Clubhouse, I'll be like scheduling specific times for the rooms, and so I'll be posting that information in our Facebook group, the Mom Space, and then also on my Instagram, at Christian Mom Uncensored, as well as my personal Instagram, if you're like one of my real life friends. Um... So yeah, so I'm excited because from there I'll be able to share with you the different things that we can do and go on um, from there and not really take up more podcast time talking about it because I think it'll be easier to show rather than to tell. And so I'll be able to do it on camera and stuff with you guys. So if you're interested in just connecting and meeting, join the, join the, join the Facebook group. It's going to be so much fun. Um, I've been wanting to do this for a while but I was just really discouraged after having fallen, falling out with the last group. And honestly, it was just one person, but I'm ready to connect and do what God told me to do again. And uh, it's funny, I was listening to Joyce Meyer this morning and she was talking about how um, sometimes when you're going through a challenge or you, God calls you to do something, it's not easy. And if you don't do it, or if you're like, I just, if you feel like, you know, whenever God calls you to do something, it's just going to be amazing and, and miraculous and just work out. That's not always the case. Sometimes it takes work. And um, you'll find that if you don't pass this test of going through and trusting God, you'll get the chance to retake the test. And I thought that was so funny because it's like, oh, it kind of happened to me in my life. But anyway, all of the information is going to be posted to the Instagram into the Facebook page later today. I'm dropping the episode right now, but by this evening, you should be able to see that information for sure by tomorrow morning and just be able to go ahead and join, 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 join. And then I'll be able to really start launching things over the weekend and the beginning of next week for you guys. So that's exciting because I can't wait to connect with you guys and see your faces and like, what do you guys look like? And like, do you guys have kids? Like I have two kids and I have some really, really personal and exciting news where it's like the place to hear everything first is going to be on our Facebook group and then on our clubhouse. Um, There are some other avenues for us to meet and things that I want to bring to us and I'll do that Um but I want to see like if this Facebook group's even going to have anyone join before I even bring on more options for us to connect. So super excited to connect with you guys. Super excited to be able to like make a meeting where I can say, hey, welcome. How are you? And you can respond. I've had a really rough week. I haven't slept. I, I'm really defeated in my breastfeeding journey. I don't know. I feel like a failure. And I can talk to you and encourage you right there or be a, a, a listening ear. So whew, I'm excited. Anyway, I'm going to go. I've got so much to do today. But make sure you follow the podcast on Apple and Spotify. Make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you leave a five-star review. Make sure you're following me on Instagram, the most important, at Christian Mom Uncensored for all of that information about the mom space for us mamas. And I will talk to you guys next week. Be blessed, be safe, be well. Peace out, Girl Scout.